support for this podcast comes from Learning Alliance. SGI members, you can gain virtually unlimited access to the vast assortment of high-impact sales, communication, leadership, and management training provided by Learning Alliance by becoming a Total Access member. In addition with Total Access, you gain access to an arsenal of online instructional videos to augment your training at home. You get the in-person and online training for an incredibly small monthly investment. And training is most definitely an investment. Members on average see a return of $3 for every one they spend with Learning Alliance. To sign up, go to the new Learning Alliance training portal on your SGI Hub website or call at 941-702-9623. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone that registration is open for your SGI Fall Expo. It will be in beautiful Temecula, California. That's Southern California wine country, October 6th through the 8th. And if you haven't heard, by registering and attending Expo, you could win SGI and Learning Alliance's big giveaway. It's the Success On-Site Giveaway. Here's how it works. Every week you've been registered for Expo, your name will be entered into a drawing. For example, register five weeks early and you'll be entered five times. Uh, And to be entered, you must register by September 10th. Now the prize, one lucky winner will have the option of one of these three on-site options. A free Learning Alliance training on-site, a free SGI coach on-site analysis of your business, or a free Brandon Marshall motivational onsite. Here are the particulars. Uh, again, only one lucky Expo winner will win one of these opportunities. You register by clicking on the registration banner on your SGI hub today. Uh, the earlier you register, the more chances you'll you'll have to win because you'll be entered more times. Already registered? Don't worry, we're automatically adding your name each week, uh, and the winner will be announced from stage. So you must register and be in attendance. So. Register soon, add up your chances to win. We're looking forward to seeing you in Temecula. Today's show is a great conversation I had with SGI's own Brandon Marshall. Brandon's our Vice President of Learning Alliance, which is SGI's training division. At our last SGI Expo in San Antonio, Brandon delivered another exceptional motivational message about finding your inner line. If you're an SGI member, you can watch the entire presentation on your SGI Hub website, so go check it out. Uh, but in this conversation, I had the opportunity to ask Brandon about that presentation. And to no surprise, Brandon was full of more inspirational and thought-provoking insights. For example, we talk about how to become more confident in what we do, especially when making change in business and life, why great leaders must lead and lift others, why it's so important to look at each person on your team and imagine where they'll be in five to 10 years. Brandon talks about some of the great lines he delivered in his Finding Your Inner Line presentation. I could share them, but why when you'll hear them in just a minute. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna go ahead and really enjoy this. Um, my conversation with Brandon Marshall about finding your inner line. I guarantee you'll take away a nugget or two. Brandon, thank you so very much for being on the show today. I I deeply appreciate your time. I know it's a precious commodity. Uh, For those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you please uh, introduce yourself and share uh, your role with uh, the SGI family? Yeah, sure. Uh, My name is Brandon Marshall. I'm the VP of Learning Alliance, uh, which is the training division of SGI. And uh, so we uh, we do trainings uh, all over the place, and and that's uh, you know that's that's what that's our thing. So 
uh, it's just a pleasure to be with you again and, uh, you know, to do this. Yes. Well, we had to have you on. Uh, I think it was one of our more downloaded uh, uh, episodes. We were just in the podcast version. And after uh, the rounding response, uh, rousing response to how you did in San Antonio, we're like, well, I got to I got to bring Brandon on selfishly for my own. <laughs> for my own clicks uh, i gotta i gotta talk to you up a little bit no you do a great great job uh, like you said yeah you don't you're not just a talking head you've got a lot of other stuff going on um you're running a, a whole department um that is so vitally important to what we do uh, maybe just kind of share you know keep in mind this won't air for another say three or four weeks um but uh what are some things going on in learning alliance uh, you don't have to give all the details but maybe just a little a uh, little bit what's going on Man, there's a there's a lot happening. I mean, uh, the things that we can look forward to. You know, we we uh, we're gonna have some new uh, faces in facilitation, some familiar faces, but new to uh, new to the gig. And and so you'll see some people that uh, that you really love and appreciate uh, doing doing some training. So I think that's an exciting thing. Uh, we've got a full calendar, a full schedule. Uh, you know, for the yeah. remainder of the year. Uh, I think the hub is only updated through August. We're getting ready to release the rest of the year, and, and I great. think it's going to be really, really good. That's um, great. A couple of things I'm really, really excited about. We just started doing what well, we've done in the past. We've done some on-site training uh, for yes. members at their location, and uh, that's something that we're really putting an emphasis on because there's just something special about it. I just did one uh, last week in Las Vegas for a team, and, and uh, one of the things that they really appreciate about it is it gives their chance uh, gives a chance for their team to be there together and all learn at once. And it's sort of a right. team building sort of deal. So uh, that's uh, that's going to be available more frequently uh, right. in the future. And then uh, so questions about that, obviously, people can reach out to me. Um, sure. Have, uh, uh, for Expo, we're doing a brand new class, uh, Never Before uh -huh. Seen, uh, that Michael Zeller and I are developing at this moment. Um, it's called Developing Effective Managers. And so one of the things that we keep hearing from people is about that mid-level management type of thing, moving people into that role. How does that all yeah. look? And so we're developing a class around that that he and I will facilitate there at Expo. So uh, it's our first time facilitating a class together. So I'm excited. He's excited. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just going to bring an interesting dynamic to uh, to what we're doing and, and to people. I think it's going to be a real value. Oh, um, so, yeah. Big no time. doubt. No Big doubt. Time. No, I'm, I'm excited here. Oh, keep going. Keep going. No, I, I was just uh, so if you remember in, in one of the uh, the breakout sessions that we did at Expo uh, was called creating team synergy. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea of that was to create a growth, growth culture uh, by people <clears throat> understanding what other people within their organization do, uh, where their role specifically fits into the entire vision and uh, creating this cycle of everything flowing together. Uh, because that's how everything in life grows. Everything grows in a cycle. You know, you plant the seed, it goes into the ground, it dies, it becomes a tree, it produces fruit, which produces other seeds. And so the idea is to have that thing flowing in a circle on anything that we're trying to grow. And uh, this uh, this breakout session had just a really, really great response. And so yeah. uh, when I got back, uh, you know, there are a lot of people reaching out saying, how can we have you come and do these things? Um, you know, which I'm happy to do. Uh, sure. Come out and do something for, for your team. Uh, but at the same time, I had to figure out a way. We had to put our heads together and say, okay, how can we make this available uh, to people on uh, on a different level, on a mass level? And so yeah. uh, we've uh, we've got some plans in the works for that uh, right now, very early stages of the planning. But the idea is to uh, to create an environment where people can come, bring their team, and uh, and have that um, 
have that cross training, have that ability for the team to understand each other and just do some real team building type of stuff. And so um, can't promise any time frame. Uh, we're, we're again in the beginning stages of it, but we feel like we have a good momentum that we're going to be able to offer. And it's just something that that is just not um, I don't think it exists anywhere, uh, especially in our space. And so it'll be right. something new. Uh, something unique and and uh, the benefit of it is going to be just tremendous. So I'm excited because it gives me, it gives my team uh, the ability to speak into people's lives on a, in a higher level in a different way and, yeah. uh, and really build that team and build that unity and build that vision for the company. So uh, yeah. we're to come on that, but, uh, but I'm telling you, it's going to be cool. That's two really exciting offerings coming down the pike that are de definitely needed. So that's that's good stuff. I didn't expect these these bombs right here, but that's a good way to start off an interview. So yeah. I appreciate I appreciate that, Brandon. I, I'm looking forward to hearing that content, seeing that content because they're two big areas, absolutely that uh, that are, are desperately needed and people that, that and they want people want that stuff. So that's good stuff. Um, today, tech, you know, I'm sorry, Tech U has a. Uh, has a a big following now. We uh you know we started the virtual uh right um technical training and man it has really picked up steam. People are really enjoying that. So that's good. Yeah, it's it's going really really well. Uh, yeah. More and more people are buying um buying the seats and and uh, offering it to their people for training and it's uh yeah. so that's got a good momentum going as well. I couldn't do this without mentioning that. It's a it's no a me too tremendous ad. Are people using that more for newer uh, technicians to kind of get them up to speed or are they using it more to help uh, you know, uh, more experienced guys to see something different. How, what, what, where's the benefit for people finding the benefit at? I think a little of both. And uh, I, I would say the majority of people are using it for some of the uh, the, the new technicians that are coming in um, yeah. to get them up to speed quicker. Uh, yeah. Now, it doesn't take the place of, uh, of something that will get you licensed and all that, but it sure. definitely is some hands-on stuff that they can uh, they can utilize that will give them a real-life look at what it is and uh, so, you know, it's just, uh, it's again, it's a tremendous add to what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess I should have you explain to people what that is if they didn't make it to Expo, because, uh, you know, there are people that just can't get there, or there's people that are outside of the group that might want to come into the group. Kind of share what that is exactly. Yeah, so so TechU is a, is a virtual uh, technical platform uh, where your person, your technician, uh, can come in and, and either you can use the headset, the Oculus, you know, which is really cool. You see people doing the whole VR thing and, <laughs> and, uh, and it gives them an actual walkthrough of, of, uh, of what to do when they get on the call. So yeah. you go and diagnose a problem. Uh, it gives you the tools right there to be able to, to, to check if it's a, a capacitor problem, if it's an electrical problem, whatever it is. And uh, you're actually looking as if you're in the home, as if you're yeah. looking right at the uh, the equipment there. And uh, you know, it's it's even so advanced that that uh, you know, if you put the tool in the wrong place, it's like, whoops, you know, you, you shocked yourself. Don't do that. Let's cut the power <laughs> yeah. off first. And so it's, right. uh, it's really neat. It's powered by interplay learning, which I think some people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we're continuously adding to it and looking to to grow that uh, that side of it. But it's just yeah. a it's a really unique thing. Really cool. Yeah. That's a great way of people to expand their technical training. I, we talk about the value of training every every day, every week. Uh, it's just another tool in their arsenal that was that's very exciting to hear that the people are responding well to it. So that's awesome. Definitely. Um, and and uh, but today I want to I want to talk about um, well I guess that was rolled out in San Antonio, right? So we're gonna go back to San Antonio. Um, you had a whole host of presentations. 
Um, and, and the one we're going to talk about today is something you called finding lions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my first question was for, for you turned your camera on is, is what made you think about building a presentation around lions? And he said, we well, check out what I got behind me. So do, do me that favor. Show, yeah. show everyone that amazing, that amazing thing right there. So this is a, uh, a three feet by four feet, uh, lion head completely fabricated out of uh, metal. And uh, it weighs about 80 pounds. And I have a friend who's just a tremendous uh, talent when it comes to metal art. And uh, he made this for me as a gift uh, several years ago. So it found its home here. My wife wanted to build a bookshelf in our house. And I said, we yeah. don't need a bookshelf. And she said, yes, we do. I said, well, one, <laughs> one, uh, one rule, the lion goes right in the middle. So if we're going to we're gonna spend the money to do that, I want a place for him. So Heck yeah. uh, just hangs out here and overlooks everything. So yeah, it's kind That's of cool. neat. No, that's very cool. I mean, that's that's an awesome centerpiece, especially for a book, bookshelf. So, uh, I need I, I need to get in something like that. That's pretty that's pretty cool, dude. Um, yeah. So where yeah where where did this idea of you said before we hit, I hit record uh, lions have, have always been something you've been attracted to. So what when did that start? Like you know, was this as a kid or or just something uh, you know in adulthood that you picked up? And what do you think the genesis of it was? Uh, I just think the overall presence of a lion and what it represents is something that's important to me. You know, it's yeah. a it's a, a powerful being, and yet it doesn't go around bragging about how powerful it is. You know, I yeah. think um, you know when I was younger, I had a dream about uh, lions, and it really kind of changed the the way I viewed things. It changed the way I viewed leadership. I was already in a leadership role, but uh, I yeah. didn't really didn't understand what that was, and so. Um, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I contemplated it, the more I started studying them, and I just have a, a real, you know, love for them and, and appreciation yeah. for uh, for them, which I think most people do. I think most people recognize uh, the lion as uh, as something that's very majestic and this, this yeah. deep about it. That uh, that you know, you don't have to announce when a lion's in a room. You know, you right. people automatically know, and so. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I chose it for this particular uh, session is because I want people to. It's something that people can identify, and you yeah. don't have to work real hard to draw the correlation between leadership and what your point is when you use a lion as an example. I think people are already there and already yeah. engaged. So it was just a way to do that. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, you know, I always love in your presentations, and I, I've seen enough of them. You, 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 early on, and even really throughout, you tie personal stories together, and it, it's a great way people connect with you. And uh, and you get to show them a bit of, of yourself and and um, you obviously know what you're doing. But there was a story earlier in your presentation, and I definitely um, uh, it I definitely felt that that feeling you felt back then is that that experience at the roller skating rink as a chubby kid and holding on to the sides because I was not a good skater either. I preferred the carpeted side, you know, kind of hang out <laughs> yeah. over there, right? Because you know it just yeah. takes one time busting your butt and you go, okay, I'm just going to hang out over here and talk to people. That's that's the one thing I'm good at. But uh, it was yeah. not roller skating. But maybe share for those who missed it um, what your experience was and and you know and just kind of you know what what that did to shape who you are. Well, so you know I think it's something that everybody can relate to on some level. Uh, you know yeah. when we were younger, uh, going to the skating rink, going to these places to hang out and just sort of the music, the lights, the whole atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And uh, this particular story, you know, I, I was hanging out on the rail like I did and. Uh, you know, what, what was so funny, Bob, is that like if limbo started, you remember how they used to do limbo and like everybody would. Oh, yeah, oh, hey, I hide. Oh, I can hide. I'd, I'd totally fake an injury if I had to, whatever <laughs> I had to do to, to get out of it, you know, just yeah. 
but uh, you know, this particular time, this uh, little cute girl that uh, that was popular in school and had no business talking to me came by and yeah. grabbed my hand and said, "Let's skate." And so, what choice do I have? And I just absolutely. Went for it. And uh, you know, I figured out that I can roll pretty good, but it was the stopping part that that really got me. Yeah. And uh, you know, I fell flat on my face and pushed on my teeth through my lip and <laughs> just right in front of everybody. And you know, the the part that I didn't share is that I actually uh, she ended up being my very first girlfriend. Oh, is that right? For for about a year. Yeah. So yeah. really cool. Still cool to this day. She's a she's an amazing girl. Uh, so if you're out there and you're watching this and you're struggling and you're like, how do I, you know, how do I meet a mate? Just run your face into the wall and see what That's happens. That's all it takes. Just... That's all it takes. You got to put yourself out there like that. You know, yeah. what's a little blood and some stitches. That's just okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but, but, you know, when, when, yeah. when things like this happen, it, it, it puts a, it creates an emotion in us and uh, yeah. it creates a, a negative feeling or something like that. And, and I think on every level, whether that emotion is negative or whether it's pos positive, it has an effect on us. Yeah. Obviously, we want to we want to repeat the things that give us that positive satisfaction or that positive feeling. That's how uh, habits are formed in people's lives. They do something that creates a positive feeling or, or yeah. a satisfactory feeling, and they feel like the only way to get that feeling is to repeat that process or to do that thing again or to go right back down that trail. And so that's how kind of habits are formed, but right. the same is true for a negative emotion. You know, the embarrassment, the pain, all those things, uh, the the one sure way to never experience that again is to not repeat that process, yeah. to not skate again, to not try again, to not do these things will, right. will, will help us to avoid those things. And so, um, you know, in this presentation, uh, especially you know, the idea was to outline that and, and have people realize that, uh, that just because we had one result one time, doesn't yeah. mean that every result is going to be like that yeah. and uh, that it's okay to, 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 to branch out and try it again, maybe take a different angle. You learn from it, but you, you sure. just don't stop, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was the, that was the thought process behind that. No, I think it's really good because I, you know, it's funny. You told that story and I immediately, like I can remember those embarrassing moments of busting your, your butt and you start thinking, it's like, boy, it's really easy to remember those negative moments that inhibit your growth and uh or your ability or your your desire to take chance or to do something different and we see that all the time in our space right we see the the contractor or or a technician that you know uh something happened and they failed or they lost money or whatever and and then they stop right and that's and that we just can't do that we have to grow past that sure yeah, yeah. um you know sometimes it's it you you go at it from a different angle Sometimes you take a step back and you look at it from a different perspective and say, okay, here's where I missed it. Um, but, you know, things are like, take gravity, for instance. Gravity is designed to hold us to the ground. Yeah. It's, a, it's a law. It just works because it does. There's nothing that we do to make it happen. Right. Uh, if you doubt that it works, I mean, it, it doesn't take long to figure out that it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, know, that's, yeah, that story uh, <laughs> in particular, my face uh, had a complete new understanding of gravity by the time that yep. was over with. But, yeah. Um, you know, but then there's the greater law of aerodynamics that says if you put enough force behind it, if you have the right design, um, you know, if you push hard enough and you go at it with everything you got, then it's then it's possible to defy that gravity. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was that was figured out by somebody way smarter than me. But, yeah. um, you know, I think that uh, that too often we look at things as they are. And where would we be today had somebody not said, you know, gravity's cool. 
but I think we can do something about it. I think yep. that there's a better way. I think that there, if we put the right amount of energy into it, the right amount of angle, uh, velocity, speed, if we go at it harder, uh, then there's a chance that we can overcome this. And I think that yep. where people are in their business is a lot like that. Uh, yep. We experience something that gives us a negative feeling and emotion, something like that, something that is, you know, definitely holds us down and ground and 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 grounds us and yep. keeps us from living, you know, that life above where we are now. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the answer is just uh, just go at it again, go at it harder, go at it faster, but some really calculated type of risk. Right. And, um, right. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. No good stuff. You tied that story together with with the line your line team of. You know, lions don't really possess fear, you know, and, and you recounted a story that a, a mentor had told you years ago that was uh, obviously influential enough that it stuck with you that that he uh, he went on a safari hunt a couple times and uh, the villagers told him not to jump out of the Jeep when lions are around like he had with the hyenas that lions do not bluff. Uh, lions right. act. They're, they're unafraid. They have that courageousness. They're just a confident animal. Uh, they don't really care what they're walking into. How do we as people get more confident to do those to be more maybe more calculated but to still to take those chances where we've fallen before uh to do that role play when we felt like we looked like a clown before how do we how do we find more confidence in ourselves i think that would be such a a big helpful thing if we could figure that out yeah i think that people naturally uh you know we're born with the ability to be confident a certain amount of confidence it's our experiences that mm -hmm. shape that in us, that whether we maintain confidence in something or whether we don't. Um, yep. You know, the lion doesn't have a lot of natural predators to be afraid of. He doesn't have right. that thing that constantly reminds him uh, of his weaknesses. And so uh, so it, it, it never shaped or formed in his mind that there was any other result other than winning and being on top. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you remember the rest of that story was about the hyenas and how they were bluffed out of their food and the other animals that were bluffed out of uh, uh, of what they had fought hard to possess. And so right. I just want to address that and, and make a clear distinction that there are those um, that will bluff. There are those that, that you can take from. Yeah. And then there are those that are not. Yeah. And, and that's you. You're, yeah. you're, you're the lion. You're the one that, that will stand for what you believe in. You're the one that will continue to fight and continue to guard what you've worked hard to possess. And that confidence comes from um, you know, the, the ability to do that and the, the, um, the idea that, uh, that you can, yeah. and, um, you know, it's just a, such a, such a, a powerful statement to think that, that there are those of us out there, yourself included, that on certain things, we just won't bend. And if right. you're going to take something from a lion, you better be able to do it because yeah. they're not just going to hand it over. Yeah. And, uh, and that's uh, that's the so I just wanted to spark that in people and and you know the the concept is called finding lions because I believe that that lion exists in each of us yeah um, that there's something in there that is at a higher level that if we're able to find it and push it to the forefront that uh, you know they they will stop giving up a lot of the things that we've uh, we've just freely handed over sure sure. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned earlier, people are attracted to lions, and they are. That's why they're one of the most popular exhibits in zoos. People go on safaris. I mean, there's, what, tiger and, and lion zoos all over the country, tiger, tiger King on TV, well, last year, whatever, when we were all stuck at home. But um, <clears throat> people, we're, we're same thing. We're naturally also attracted to people. And uh, you had a statement I thought was really profound I wanted to highlight. You said people are attracted to what you are carrying. 
Uh, what does that mean exactly? Can you explain that to people? So uh, just one quick example. My mother, uh, growing up, she had the weirdest friends, Bob. I mean, some of the strangest <laughs> people you've ever met in your life. Truly, uh, you know, yeah. they would bring us gifts to the house. And I'm like, where are these people coming from? They're just these strange <laughs> women that would come and, and or, or, you know, people that would show up at the house. and They would give us little gifts like, here's a jar of buttons. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, just, just really kind of. And they were sort of uh, the the people that my mother friended, uh, you know, yeah. sort of looked down on as the most people would say the outcasts of society. And I always thought that that was a strange thing. Yeah. Um, but they were attracted to my mother because my mother had this thing about her that would make people feel good about themselves. Yeah. That she would make you feel like you belong. That she would make you feel like you were as important as anybody in the world. And so yeah. I realized that people were attracted to that part of her. And yeah. You know, I think that, that each of us possess something that is that is equally beneficial for everyone else. And uh, that's really the thing that people are attracted to. People yeah. follow us because they feel like we have a sense of what's next for them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not our charisma. It's not our, our good looks or uh, thank God it's not our you know talent <laughs> and these types of things. It's yeah. that thing that they feel like is going to benefit them. And that's what people are really attracted to, whether they're conscious of it or whether they're not. We put off yep. this natural, natural thing about us that is so uh, magnetic that it just draws people to us. And yep. when we learn to hone in on what that thing is and start to really utilize it and start to really push it out there, uh, the more benefit that we're going to be to other people. But the yep. first thing is the knowledge that we definitely possess something that is, uh, that is beneficial. Right. Um, how simple, however simple or complex that thing is, it's uh, it's there and people see it. Most of the time, people see things in you long before you see them in yourself. That's and, true. Uh, so I, I tell people to, to pay attention to the type of people that are attracted to you because there's usually a common thread throughout that. And if you mm. can notice the type of people, then you can uh, probably know, start to notice the thing that they're gaining from you. And that's a real strength. Yeah, I think you know. I, I you you said something uh, also in your in your in your speech, your talk that I wanted to highlight, and ties really what you were just talking about a minute ago. You said you know there was a point in your your professional career you were trying to figure out what what you wanted to do next, and you you'd spoken to a friend who had a, a large church, if I'm not mistaken, and he was a very successful leader, and he said, and I'm going to read it word for word so I don't mess it up because it's so good. When you put your gift on display. You won't have to make room for yourself. It will be your gift that makes room for you. Stop trying to force the door open and do what you do. Um, just maybe speak to that, what he that advice and what that meant to you time. Because when you said it from stage, I went, whoa. I mean, like that was it was profound. It made you just kind of it makes you think of, think a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the the most effective that we will ever be as people um, is when we are being. Uh, exactly who we were designed to be. Mm -hmm. A lot of people see something that they would rather be and they go after that and, and yes. they experience some level of success, but no fulfillment behind it. Yeah. You know, they experience some level of, of, uh, of, of doing good, but there's no, there's absolutely no joy and fulfillment in it because that's not who you were designed to be. So in this particular time in my life, I, I was uh, in a transition period. Uh, yeah. I had just left uh, pastoring the church in, in Granbury. And um, I've had a choice. I had two opportunities in front of me, one of which was going to make me feel like I was going backwards in life, which nobody mm -hmm. really wants to do. Right. Um, so when I had this conversation with him, uh, you know, he's a person who obviously everybody wants him involved in everything. And 
and um, you know everything looks like an opportunity when you're in a dry season when you're in a season of life where you're not clear everything can look like an opportunity and that's a very dangerous place to be so i asked yeah. him the question how do you know the things that are for you and the things that are not and yeah. that's exactly what he said he said you just wow. have to put your gift on display and uh, if there's a room for you if there's room for your gift there'll be room for you yeah that's what he told me yeah. and if there's not then there won't be any room for you so you just mm -hmm. put the gift on display and it'll make room for you you don't have to force the door open and so i made a decision and, and lo and behold um, I made the decision that would allow me to be who I was, yep. and the things that were really in my heart to do. And uh, man, it has it has opened so many doors. Things that yeah. I never thought I never thought I'd be here talking to you. I never thought I'd be, you know, at Expo, uh, you know, rubbing elbows with some of the greatest people on the planet. I never knew any of that stuff. All sure. I knew was that if I put this out there, um, then then it's gonna it's gonna create something, and yeah. it did. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, you you certainly you do have a gift of of, sp of speaking, you know, motivating, changing people, getting them to be introspective, and you know, you shared um, one of your your <laughs> your first speaking engagements happened. Uh, you shared that story and and how it turned into a business and how it you know it had you traveling all over the country and and uh, and it really it was it, it provided some burnout. Even though that was your gift, it, it provided some burnout, but you stuck with it. Yeah. And it ultimately turned into uh, your role with SGI, and um, you kind of tied it to your your example of a, a caged lion versus a wild lion. You know, the wild lion uh, refuses to be pushed into extinction, and the caged animal kind of just gets uh, uh, just gives into its habitat, its caged habitat. So uh, I think it ties a lot to what again our members face a lot. Um, you know, they get exhausted. They they work long hours. They're running a business. Uh, they're trying to get it off the ground. They're trying to grow it. It's very easy to be like, man, I just give up. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of trying to make changes. I'm just be happy in what I am. So uh, what do you say to people like that to keep fighting? Um, how do they break through that exhaustion? Where? How did you break through that exhaustion? So um, I'll say this. It wasn't necessarily the gift that exhausted me. In fact, this energizes me. I mean, people are like, how can you do three sessions, three, four sessions in an expo? You know, that takes a lot of time and energy, but that energizes me because that's who I am. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't the gift that exhausted me. It was the environment mm. that I was using it in that really weighed on me. And, um, and so I think that for most people, we understand what we do for a living. We love what we do. I mean, they, yeah. you know, these contractors, they absolutely love what they do. If you're facing like exhaustion to the point of wanting to give up, to the point of, of feeling caged, um, it's not necessarily that gift that, that's the problem. It might be the environment. It might right. be, uh, you know, the, 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 the way that it's being used or the amount of stress that you're under for this, you know, having to succeed and having to do this. You've got this vision and dream and we always feel like this clock is ticking on us. And, you know, yeah. those are all weighty, weighty things. Yeah, um, but if you just make the main thing the main thing, say this is what I do, and simplify it, and step back and get a different perspective, mm -hmm. and and really realize the environment. You know, the 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 only difference between a wild lion and a caged lion is the environment. That's right. it. One mm -hmm. still hunts and still motivated and still hungry because of where it's at, because it doesn't have any other choice. Right. One, uh, you know, is hand fed uh, in, in a cage. It doesn't experience all the freedom, but at least it doesn't have to wonder where its next meal comes from. So yeah. I think somewhere in there, in the in the middle, is is where people desire to be. We still want a, the freedom to be able to do 
the things that, that we desire to do and that we love that hunt. We love that, that instinct. Um, yep. But at the same time, there's the stress of it would be easier if, if I just, you know, just played by the rules. It'd be easier if I just stayed here and allowed somebody to feed me. Well, sure. You got to decide what you want to be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's risk involved on, on one side and the other side is no risk, but there's, there's, uh, you know, very little joy. If you right. look into the, uh, the eyes of a, of a lion who's in a cage, it's still a hundred percent lion. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it hasn't changed its DNA. It hasn't changed what it's become. Um, it's simply lost its desire to hunt. Yeah. It's lost its, its uh, instinct. It's losing these things because they're, 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 it's being given to them. It's being handed to them in a way that, that they were never designed to live. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I understand burnout. I get it. Yeah. I understand, yeah. you know, grinding and doing these things, but all, you know, it all points back to that one thing. And that is that, uh, that when you, when you love what you do and you do it well and you do it because it's who you are, uh, then the opportunity for those instincts and things will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, look, take a look at your environment. And, and if it's a culture that you're not happy with, you have the power to change that culture. You have the power right. to change that environment. It just takes some time. Sometimes yeah. you just got to step back and breathe and go, okay, this yeah. is, and it's hard to do, Bob, because we wake up, you know, we, we go and do our thing and we come back and we feed the kids and we put them to bed and we take them to school. And, you know, when we go to bed, we get the pleasure of waking up tomorrow and doing it all over. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to be intentional about taking that time to breathe and step back and go, okay, what's the next good thing that I can do? Yeah. What's the next good move that I can make? It's yeah. not a 180 degree turn from one thing to the other. Sometimes it's just a small adjustment to go, okay, this is where it's causing the frustration. How can I fix this? And really start to shape that environment to who we are. Support for this podcast comes from Minuteman Press to Pair. Minuteman Press to Pair is a complete marketing service provider offering professional design and direct mail services. We have an extensive knowledge and experience in the residential service industry as Minuteman Press to Pair has been helping SGI members with price guides, inspection forms, club materials, postcards, and more since 2001. Minuteman Press to Pair is the only Minuteman location affiliated with the SGI Preferred Partner Network, providing you with member rebates and discounts. Contact Denise today for more information at 877-203-4769. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Brandon Marshall, Vice President of Learning Alliance, on the topic of finding your inner lion. It's been an incredible 30 minutes. Let's get ready for another amazing 30 more. Let's jump back into my conversation with Brandon Marshall. No, that's really good. That's really good. Um, also, uh, uh, the next concept you had talked about is uh, is legacy, and, and your lions are are very intentional in how they raise their young. They that you can see that that. You know, inherently they they value legacy, their next generation, and um, you know, great leaders also realize the importance of, of legacy. They need to replicate themselves, right? They, that in order to build a legacy. So, what what does legacy really mean to you, and why is it important for a business, for example? Well, it's important for a business because no one wants to spend their time building something that they feel like is going to end with them. You know, I've never met anybody that says, well, I hope, you know, I hope that this when, when I'm done, this is done. No, nobody says that. Yeah. We want to know that our life counted for something. When we lived our days out, we want to know that it meant something, not just to us, but to those who follow. That's mm-hmm. why people are so conscious about the environment and these types of things, because they realize that we have a finite amount of time here on Earth. Yeah. And we want it to count. 
Uh, and so when we build a legacy, and here's the thing about replicating yourself in someone else, you're already doing it. Right. Um, you know, w- whether you're aware of it or whether you're not, you are. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you'll start to notice the people that are with you. They'll start to talk like you. They'll start to, to move like you. And, and not that they'll ever, we're creating clones, but there are pieces of ourselves that we are replicating, whether we know yeah. it or not. Mm-hmm. We just have to be more intentional about those things that we are replicating. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things that, that I experienced when I was young. No way I want my kids to experience that. Right. So I have to be conscious to not let that part of myself be replicated in them, not let, you know, not expose them to that certain thing. And the same is true with business. You know, when we have people and we're in a leadership position and, and, and maybe not even a leadership position, but you are a leader. Somebody's watching yeah. you. Somebody's gleaning from you. Somebody's pulling on what you carry. Um, you know, we have to be conscious of that and really decide what is it that I want them to become as a result of me. Yeah. And it's, it's the importance of that is that you create a, um, you, you create an environment of growth. You create an environment where everybody understands what the vision is and we're on the same page and you lead them toward that. And that's how you create something lasting. That's mm-hmm. legacy is something, you know, I want, I want the people associated with me to have a name that they can be proud of. Yeah. Um, something that they can stand for. And that's when we create our businesses, we put our logo, our brand out there. We want people to be proud of that. And yeah. when we are conscious of that and we start to replicate those things in other people, then we attract the kind of people that want to be a part of that. Right. Uh, we attract the kind of, so, so again, because people are attracted to what we're carrying, if we're carrying a good culture, if we're carrying a, a, a conscious effort to build people, yeah, people who, who, who need that in their life, which is, a lot of people will be attracted to that and then and then uh, growth will happen yeah no uh, you're, you're segueing beautifully in the in your well your next point that you made in your in your in your talk was great leaders must be intentional learners and it's not just to make themselves better but it's so they can make others better which i thought was such a great point so uh, why is that important growing others versus i know other business and i hear it from other Business owners, I've heard over the years, you know, they're so focused on implementing new systems or procedures to, to drive efficiency. They go, eh, I lose somebody, I'll find somebody else to be that cog in the wheel. But I think ultimately in the end, that's just a losing battle. So what, but I'd be interested to hear why, why do you think that's so important to pour into others versus just being that operator that, that just, I'm going to focus on, on getting as, as tightly as efficient as I can. And I'll find somebody else when that time comes. If yeah. I don't and not that systems don't have their place because they do. Sure. You know, we we want to design things that that um, systems that work, uh, no matter who we plug in or take out, that the system continues to work. But that's just one aspect of the the framework of a business. Right. Um, the real brilliance of a business is that those people don't want to be unplugged. Right. Uh, those people want to stay engaged in what you're doing. And, and uh, you know, when we learn, when we're continuous learners, then we have something to give. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're not continuously growing, your people will only grow as far as you're willing to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they, they can only make it so high because you didn't bother to pour into yourself to build yourself up so that you have something to give them with the idea that we are replicating with the right. idea that they are gleaning from us and pulling from us. We have to constantly be putting things in new things and good things and continuously growing and learning so that we can pour into other people. Um, you know, and the result of that will be once they realize the benefit that you had in their life, they're going to do everything they can to pay you back. 
um, mm -hmm. by being faithful in what they're doing for you, by being people that you can trust, by engaging in the vision and really grabbing that thing and running with it. Um, you know, we they they learn to run alongside you instead of underneath you. Yeah. And uh, that's where that's where the magic happens. That's where the wagon gets pulled. That's where yeah. um, you know the growth really starts. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, another one of your main concepts was the idea of raising, and it, it, it speaks to a lot of what we've talked about already. But you know, lions raise their young; they don't abandon them like some animals do after birth. Uh, you know, good people they as, as parents, good parents raise their children, good leaders raise their people. And uh, you you mentioned this idea that when raising people, it's important to do three things. And I thought it was profound. And I, again, I'm gonna read them so I don't mess them up. But give them something to think, give them something to feel and give them something to decide. And, you know, we hear all the time, I don't know, you know, when training my people, when when speaking to them and motivating them, I, what do I what do? I do? And boy, I think if they just live by those three elements, give them something to think, give them something to feel, give them something to decide, that would be, that would be huge, uh, a huge message. So maybe talk about what that means and, and where that came from for you. Yeah, so um, I think every, every, time we have the opportunity to speak to somebody um, and not just in normal conversation, but when we're intentionally speaking to them to teach them something, those things are the, the most important because we want to engage their mind. We want to engage them intellectually in a way that causes their mind to think, uh, that causes their wheels to start turning because we value the creativity in people. Um, we can't see everything as leadership. We can't see all aspects of it, but what we do have is a team of people around us that if we engage their mind and get those wheels turning, chances are they'll see something within the business, come right. to us and say, hey, what if we did this? Something that you may have never considered. So we want to engage uh, you know, their, their, their mind in that, but we also want to engage the heart. We want to engage the emotions because emotions are what actually drive people. You know, we right. talked about earlier the things that the reason why people fear shy away from repeating activities or repeating things in life is because the emotion that was created emotion right. is such a powerful thing that it actually drives people to that change mm -hmm. it drives people to to uh the being so frustrated that they want to do something different being so uh, joyous that they want to be a part of it whatever it is uh and if we create that in them uh then we can lead that in a direction that's beneficial for them and the company and then ultimately what we want is uh, whether that's a change behavior, whether that's a new thing that we're rolling out, whatever it is, we want people to, to come to a decision. Yes, I am bought in. I hear what you're saying. You have engaged my mind. You've got me emotionally invested. Whatever you say next, I'm going to buy into. Right. Uh, we're going to we're going to ro roll with it. And uh, right. so that's the decision that we want uh, people to make. Yeah, you've, you've built that trust that they they're willing to to step with you. Um, which which speaks to uh, another concept that you I, you mentioned and I think it's great and I think more uh, more of our members more business owners need to to look at adding people this way you know instead of just I've got I want to add two trucks this year I need to find two texts to throw in there you got to look at maybe what that person means long term because you brought up this concept of look at every person on your team and imagine where they'll be in five to ten years and then. Uh, which I thought was great. And so what is that? And how do we approach people when we look at them from five, five to 10 years down the line? How does that affect our approach as leaders to that person? What, what does that, what does that mean for us? Well, the, the great leaders that I've had the ability and the, the, uh, the honor to be with have the ability to not look at a person for what they are and look at a person for what they can be. Uh, just, and that comes from just being around them, being 
be, being conscious of, of every conversation and really listening and really taking that in consideration. Um, you know, we, we have a tendency to hire people for a certain position because it fulfills a need within the company. And that's right. exactly how it should be done. And it's sure. awesome. That doesn't mean that that's where that person is going to end up within the company. And I think too right. often we look at it and go after a year or two ago, well, this really, this person's not really progressing as a technician and they're not really progressing as a call taker. Let's get rid of them and find somebody who will. When right. we don't really realize and, and take in consideration the investment that we've already made in that person, and maybe they were not right for that role. You right. know, it's the old adage, maybe it's just the wrong seat on the bus. So we look at the bus as a whole and go, okay, I could see these qualities in this person. This, this actually could be someone who might flourish over here and have the ability and the, um, the, the foresight to, to, to try something different before we yeah. just discard people. Yeah. Um, I had a, a, a something that, I mean, it woke me up out of the middle of the night, Bob. It was a statement that, um, that I heard, um, and that was, do we lead people for what's best for us, mm. or do we lead people for what's best for them? Wow. And I think so many leaders lead toward an agenda yeah. uh, rather than, than what's best for that person. When right. What they don't realize and understand is that when you lead the person towards what's best for them, um, then that will benefit the agenda, that that's yeah. how that thing fits in there. And uh, so just being more conscious of raising people. And I, I like the term raise because it has the, the uh, uh, it, it suggests bringing someone up. Right. Raising up instead of just right. tolerating, instead of just managing, instead of just controlling, we are actually raising. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, we weren't given a crown when we were made leaders. We were given the responsibility to make the people around us better. Right. And, uh, and that's when we're intentional about that, then, then you will see the reward. Yeah. That's right. You, 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 that, that idea of raising, you then talked about the idea of don't be the, uh, don't be the ceiling in your business, be the foundation. So don't raise people up and then you hit, you're hitting the head against that, against that ceiling. And I think I, I know, I don't think I know that happens a lot in a lot of businesses that owners get to a certain threshold and they go, well, I can't get past a million dollars. I can't get past, $5 million and they hit it, they hit a ceiling and there's a reason it's typically them. Um, so how do people change from being the ceiling and being more of a foundation, a lifting foundation, one that, that raises people up? How, how do we, how do we get that, that top off, you know, so that we can keep going? Yeah. Well, chances are that we've got people around us who, who will, I mean, one of the statements that I made in the very first presentation I ever did with Expo uh, was that some of the greatest things that we'll ever do won't be done by us at all, but it'll right. be done by those that we put on, those that we raise up. And we have to be okay with that. We have to make peace with that and just say, I am only so talented. I can only go so far. But if I become something that people can build on, which is a foundation, you know, that's what a foundation is. If yeah. I become that solid foundation and I lay the groundwork and I allow people to build on top of me, then there's no limit to where this thing can go. But if I'm the ceiling and I walk around as the expectation of what everybody should want to become, and it all starts and stops with how great I am, um, yeah. then you really put a ceiling on it. That's that's it. If it if you become the ceiling, then then you've become where it all ends. Yeah. Uh, you know when when creating a legacy and a long lasting thing and something that goes forward, uh, that's you on the bottom. That's yeah. you. That's you being the solid. Thing that these other people can come along and build on and there's no cap to that um, yeah. so I think right now if someone's there and go I just can't break through this I just can't get past a million and all that 
um, really step back and, and, and look at your position in the company and, and the way that you're affecting uh, your people and, and just go, okay, I have some talented people around them. I wonder what would happen if I yeah. used those talents, if I, if I gave them an avenue for those talents and I kind of just got out of the way and said, I'm here if you need me. I'm, 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 this is where we're at, but this is where we want to go. And we paint that vision and we let the horses run. Yeah. You know, a stable full of racehorses is no good with the gate closed. Right. You know, sometimes <laughs> we got to just go, okay, well, let's see yeah. what you can do. And then yeah. that creates teachable moments within there where people are going to make mistakes. They're going to fall, right. but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the leader comes in and goes, listen, here's what you did. Here's what we want to do. Here's what I can teach you. And then that creates that environment where you're now the foundation. Yeah, uh, you're now the thing that people are building on instead of the thing that people are striving to become. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, in your in your speech, you talk about lions running prides and people. We as people, we like to run in groups, right? And and uh, we're at our best when we're a group. And and you had a, a little line that I, I'll, I'm going to you know share with everyone. When people feel like they're part of something larger, they will do everything they can to maintain that group, that team, that company. And and you see it in the really good companies, right? You tell, you can just tell when you walk into a strong business and you meet an employee who doesn't know who you are and they just rave about their company and you can just tell they're proud about where they're at. And, and then that influences, um, you know, how they do their jobs every day, right? And they look to go above and beyond. Um, and when we talk to, to, to companies, we talk to business owners about building culture and creating culture. A lot of them think it's just having a big Christmas party, a big summer barbecue. They spend a month beforehand planning it, but then there's like six months in between each of those that, you know, it's a standard slog of every day. And, and that's real easy to get people to disconnect. So what do you, how do people create a culture? What do they do as leaders every day to engage with people, to get them to buy in? So they create that environment when that someone walks into their business, they go, holy cow, everyone loves being here. And you can see why they're setting records and, and people are pushing themselves so the company does better, not just so that they make more money. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, you start by, by evaluating what's important to, to your people mm -hmm. um, and really kind of take a look and go, okay, what, what is important? And uh, is this something that I've created? Is this something that's important to me? And, and I never bother to, to realize whether this is important to everyone or not. And, and, uh, you know, one of the greatest aspects of, of being a leader is being available to people. Yeah. Um, you know, we, again, we go back to, um, I am pouring into someone, whether I'm aware of it or whether I'm not. Yeah. But if I'm not available, if I'm not around, if I'm not, then they have to then find someone who is available. Yeah. And uh, before long, you've lost control of the culture. You don't know where that thing is going because when you weren't available, they found someone who was. It may yeah. or may not have had a positive uh, impact on, on the business as a whole. But the magic of a, of a group culture is just that everybody understands uh, what the vision is, first and foremost. And yeah. they know where their part is. They know how they fit into that vision. Right. Um, you know, and, and uh, when we reinforce that, but just people want to know that what they're doing is making a difference. Right. And if they feel like it's making a difference, then it will. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they will make a difference in the culture. Yeah. Um, but uh, we run in prides. That's what we do. Yeah. You know, yeah. SGI is just one large pride, one large pride of people who come together. And, and I've seen it, you know, it recently 
Um, people are, are visiting each other. People can pick up the phone call, call another member. They get on Facebook. They ask questions, oh, 10, yeah. 12 responses from people with experience. This is one of the greatest prizes I've maybe ever seen. And if yeah. people really understood, you know, what they had, then, then, uh, um, you know, we would be more intentional about, or they would be more intentional about being a part of it and continuing that thing. Um, yeah. Everything you break it down to individual companies, it's the same thing. The same mm-hmm. thing. We have a network of people within our company that if I don't know the answer, you do. And yeah. I have to be, uh, you know, have the humility and the, 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 um, the grace to be able to ask that question and not feel ridiculous. So we create this environment where people feel supported. Um, mm. The best companies I've seen are not saying, hey, what else can I get from you? Yeah. Um, the best companies are saying, what else can I do for you? How right. can I support you? And that's that's really how you build that. You build that yeah. sense of family and community. And I've seen it, you know, Bob, we have some of the greatest members on the planet. Oh, yeah. I mean, just last week I was with a company that just such a family environment. You yep. know, they, they know each other. They genuinely know each other. They genuinely right. care about the success of the other person. And as a result, they're a flourishing business. Yeah. Um, so it's just about that care and that availability to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you about that in a minute. Is being when, when you said someone asked you, or forget how it, the, the start of it was, but you said, you know, what was the most important part of being a leader? And you said being available. And that's, you know, it, it's not so people don't feel they're intimidated by you or, or that you, and that's not also to say we're, we're our doors open, you know, 24 seven, you go around your manager and talk to me, but, but it's being available, being, being willing to talk to your people, right. To connect with them, to treat them as a human being, to show that you care about their growth and development. I think that was, that was a, a really, a good, a good lesson, especially for, for guys that maybe are in a bigger business and, and to get locked in the, being in the office and driving the numbers that, that that's a part, but they shouldn't forget about. Well, most of what we learn um, about leadership, we learn from either the really great leaders in our life or yeah. we learn from the really poor leaders. Um, and I think that everybody listening to this or watching this has been a part of one or the other. And, uh, you know, the, the, some of the best, I, I've been with people, Bob, that just had the potential to be such powerful leaders. Yeah. They just weren't available. Yeah. And, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter how much you possess or, or the goodness that you could offer me. Um, if I don't know how to, if, if you're not around for me to, to glean off of that, then, yeah. then again, you're going to find somebody who is. Right. And chances are, you know, you're, you're going to end up losing out. So availability yeah. is such a big thing. Yeah. No, I thought that was good stuff. Um, another, wrapping up, just a couple more for you, my friend. The one, one other thing you, you'd said that, you had learned from a mentor that I thought was was, was really interesting is, um, and it, as it pertains to relationships, right? And you say you work hard to build these relationships in your business, in your personal life. And um, a, a mentor had said, if the bridge is burning, throw water as far as you can. Um, so it's it's a it's a little it's deep. It's a you know it's it's a little maybe needs a little explaining. Can you kind of share what that means? Well, that that. Um, that statement is, is extra special to me. Um, the, the mentor who shared this tool with me is, uh, is no longer with us. He passed away last year oh. and, uh, he was the guy who actually, uh, raised me, uh, in, in what I'm doing now. He's the guy who yeah. first discovered, uh, you know, what I could do and helped to, to shape and mold that. And, um, you know, in, in a lot of environments, we, we have these relationships with people and we start to see them go south. Something yeah. happened, whatever the drama is, whatever the thing is that's designed to destroy that relationship. Yeah. And, and what he taught me was as much as it depends on you, keep that thing alive. 
And, yeah. and that's exactly how he said it. He said, if the bridge is burning, throw water as far as you can. And yeah. I always thought that that was just so powerful to me. It just means a lot to me to, to say, I'm not going to stop until I've exhausted all, yeah. uh, all things that I can do to keep this relationship alive. Because at the end of the day, the greatest joy of our life is the people that we get to go through life with. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you need to stay in my life at this point. That doesn't mean that you play a role in where I'm at now in this season. But yeah. it certainly means that, that you know, when we think about each other, I want there to be a smile on the face. I don't want to harbor anything there. I don't want this this unforgiveness in my life or any of these mm-hmm. things. So I'm going to throw that water. I'm going to I'm going to be the person uh, yeah. who tries to salvage this, no, no matter what it costs, no matter uh, how much face I lose in the process. I can't be concerned with those things. I, I you know, and I think at the end of the day, people uh, will look back on that and go, they really tried. Yeah, you know, they really. They really did. No, it's good stuff. Uh, last last question for him, you know, kind of summarize your session from Expo. You know, you challenged everyone to live like lions. Get out of your cage, you know, push aside the the, ne- the negative past experiences. Um, but how do we do that? How do we how do we live courageously? How do we live to be better self, better versions of ourselves? Any any final words of wisdom you could provide people? Wow, man, I mean that's such a broad ah. subject and broad statement. It's like where do you start? Yeah. Um, I don't have all the answers, and and I don't think anybody you know any human possesses all the answers. Right. Uh, but I can tell you this: that um, there is a life that's worth living, and whether you're living it now or whether you're not. Um, it's worth whatever pain or discomfort you have to go through to get what's on the other side. Um, if what's on the other side of that discomfort, if what's on the other side of that leap, if what's on the other side of opening that cage is, is valuable enough to you, then you yeah. will. So you really just kind of have to decide what what's valuable to me. Yeah. Uh, where where do my where are my values? Are my values in uh, comfort, safety, protection, and being provided for? Then maybe you're better off in the cage. Yeah. Um, but if you're the person who says there's something so valuable that I have yet to see in my life, but I know it's there yeah. and you got no choice, you got to open that door and run again, try again, dig yeah. again, do, do something, um, to break that cycle and, and really, really go after what it is that you want. Cause we only get one shot at this, man. Yeah. And, um, and right now, um, if you're not fulfilled in what you're doing, um, change your environment. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Brandon, thank you so very, very much. I know people are going to love this. They love hearing from you and, and your insight on, on business and life and leadership. So I, I can't thank you enough for an hour of your time. Really, really appreciate it. Bob, so grateful for it. Always a yeah. pleasure. Again, we have some of the most wonderful people on the planet that we get to to deal with, and I'm just happy to be a part of that. And, and just so you know, I learn equally as much uh, from just the conversations. We have some really, really wise and compassionate people uh, within yes. our organization at SGI and within our, our network of families. And um, it's just, uh, I consider myself, I'm living a life that I don't deserve, man. <laughs> you and me both. It's <laughs> such an honor, such an honor. So thank you for having me, Bob. Oh, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to having you on again. So have a wonderful rest of your day. And I, I look forward to seeing you in person, hopefully here soon. All right, see you soon. All right, see you, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. I hope that was okay. Huh? Oh, it was great. It was great. Sorry to I put I tossed some, some hard stuff at you, I feel like, you know, some deep yeah. life things. So it, it's, it's good. Life. It's good. I think it's good for people to hear. They like it. I hope it makes sense, man. It's just it's, it does. It's very important to me. And I think it 
at the end of the day, if people can live a more fulfilled life by one statement, then I'm willing to make that statement a hundred times, yeah. um, whatever it is. And uh, so, yeah, good things are coming without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, buddy. Have a hey, wonderful thanks, rest of your day. Appreciate you, man. That's Brandon Marshall, Vice President for SGI's Learning Alliance on how to find your inner lion. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story we're sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in residential contracting. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Paul Sam. Paul Sam is the number one review generation platform built for home services. The majority of SGI members use PulseM for Google reviews, customer communication through text messaging, and much more. For more information, please visit PulseM.me. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.